Hey, everybody. Fantastic episode of The Morning Show today. We talk about Blur announcing that more collections will be added to its blend lending protocol. We talk about Pudgy Penguins and the response the market has given the collection based on the announcement of the toy sales on Amazon.com, the big success, half a million dollars in revenue from those toy sales. We also talk about Jack Butcher's collections performing quite well over the past seven days, specifically O'Pepin. Uh, so we talk about what that that means uh, we touch on PSYOP. Uh, it seems like the interest in PSYOP is dwindling and whether we're going to see some uh, shift from the kind of altcoin market into the NFT market. Last but not least, we have a free NFT brought to you by very talented artist, Sarah Script. The password is E-G-G-O-12. That's Ego 12 at the nifty.com slash claim for that free NFT. Hope you enjoy the show. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Today is Monday, May 22nd, and you have tuned into the NFT Morning Show. If it is your first time listening, we run this show Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 10.15 a.m. Eastern Time each and every week where we discuss all things NFTs, crypto technology, entertainment, gaming, finance, and just about everything in between. I'm your host, P.O. with my uh, co-host here, Nifty Nick, funniest man in the business. Of course, we have Signal, the host of the Weather Report, the host of Artist Spotlight, an absolute badass reporter live on the scene of the NFT disaster. No, I'm just kidding. The NFT miracle, the NFT space uh, is the best. Easy, the dog behind Bodogos, the host of GMGM Market Talk, among other very popular NFT content-based shows. He's a day trader extraordinaire. He brings the heat day in and day out, letting us know what's going on in the market. King Kicks, the co-founder of the Nifty, but more importantly, the CEO of Crypto Raiders, gaming studio extraordinaire. They rolled out Cyber Stadium. They're crushing it with that game. $200,000 plus in the prize pool. 100% is for the players. We have Clemente, the head of growth of the Nifty, the producer of this show, the man behind the scenes. Wouldn't be able to do the show without him. Love having him running things behind the scenes. And then last but not least... We have Bunny. Bunny, your bio still says that we're not back. Yeah, I saw the title, dude. I was like, no reason to change. I've been sick for a couple of days. Uh, I saw you were asking if we're back. Uh, no, we're still not back. So. Yeah, you were. Are you feeling better, Bunny? I'm getting there. You're getting there. Okay, got it. You just went. I'm still congested. I had like a nasty sinus infection, man. I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, easy. How's your weekend, bud? Good, good. Did a little Bitcoin Miami activities. Stopped by the Taproot Wizards event, Bitcoin Frogs event. It was a good time. Saw a bunch of uh, familiar faces. Really can't complain. It was a good. I was pleasantly surprised. A lot of people said that it was much smaller. I uh, heard some rumblings that this will be the last year the conference is in Miami, and some speculation it may be in Vegas next year. So uh, that would be very, very interesting. Um, we got a lot cooking though. So. I know from our side, it's it's been a little bit of a lack of in-person events. I'm excited to post once we drop some stuff to get back on to some of those. VCon looked awesome. A lot of really positive feedback about that. It was just funny to see more of Thread Guy on the timeline at VCon than Gary V. But uh, it was a good weekend. So can't complain. That's pretty funny. Uh, so for, well, Bitcoin Miami has been in Miami three years in a row now, right? Yeah, this is the third year that they did it here. A lot of people said it was smaller this year, just comparatively audience-wise. But uh, I guess... Kanpai Pandas and Karate Combat had like the event of the weekend. They rented out 2,000 person outdoor space in Wynwood called the Backlot. 
Uh, Keyboard Monkey, I believe, performed as well from a DJ perspective. And a lot of people said that it was really good. A lot of people said that it was a really good event. People were pleasantly surprised with uh, everything going on there. I didn't make it to that one, sadly, but uh, I wish I did. Uh, did I see footage from that Camp I Pandas karate combat event of like one of the fighters getting mad and throwing a chair into the audience? Oh, that was the actual fight. Yes. So the event happened Saturday. I believe the fight was yesterday and there was some drama in the ring and uh, one of the fighters threw a chair into the crowd. Well, well, they were pissed off about the hoodie, the D gods hoodie that they got actually. <laughs> so that's that's what ended up happening. Yeah, they they said, uh, this quality isn't up to par. It wasn't ironed when I received it and just let it fly. Yeah, it was wrinkled. Yeah, so that was the situation going on there. Um, and also the uh, the milk bags or whatever was uh, kind of led a chant of the audience to say "fuck Frank." Kind of was like this sort of like chant that he was doing. Uh, this guy followed by this guy only creates shitty hoodies basically <laughs> was kind of, uh, what happened. So, um, I, I, it also will be awkward if, um, you know, people show up to Miami or to Miami when Bitcoin Miami moves to Vegas, because like, I'm assuming they're going to keep the name, right? Like it's going to be called Bitcoin Miami. It's just going to be in Vegas. But it's going to be in Vegas. Yeah. And that's going to be like a really awkward experience would be my assumption. I think, like, I think you're, abs- I think you're thinking about it the right way. Um, cause I mean, it's not like, well, actually, so they have changed the website domain. It does appear to be BT, B.TC conference so maybe that they, they are ready for that transition well, i mean look at that it, you you would think it would be a hard one but it seems like they have the powers to pull it off also want to let everybody know spencer of spencer ventures fame and acclaim has joined the show spencer representing for institutional capital in the nft space uh love having him on the show how's it going spencer it's going great i mean what a weekend what a what a couple of days that we've had in the nft space and so I'm here for it. Feels like drama's up. Feels like it's good. Some floor prices are up. Some yeah. Floor prices are down. But I don't know. Never a dull moment. So you know, we we got a lot I to talk see. about. Uh, I see you have that University of Chicago shirt with a skull and crossbones on it. Were you in some sort of secret society over there? That's not a skull. Kind yeah, of looks that, like that a skull. is a phoenix and crossbones. Actually, oh um, wow. And this shirt. Way more uh, secret society. Uh, actually, on the back of it says, where fun comes to die, uh, which is the fun uh, motto of the university that I went to, which was coined after the uh, president many years ago built a library on top of the football field. Um, I bet you didn't know that the first Heisman Trophy winner was actually University of Chicago. We used to have a great football program. Um, and then they decided to kill it because they wanted to be more academic. Um, and actually, University of Chicago was originally in the Big Ten. And there is still to this day a clause in the Big Ten uh, like contract, which says University of Chicago can re-enter at any point if they want and kick out the most recent entrance in the Big Ten. Yes! So, uh, now, during my time at the university, I actually lived right next to the football field. And in most universities, I believe that would be very expensive housing. But in university, not a university, because I think during that period of time, our football team won zero games the whole time I was there. So, you know, 
<laughs> well, I figure you were you were probably heavily recruited for the football team, Spencer. So it's a shame uh, that the yeah, team as a linebacker, you know. Spencer's a big boy, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, real quick before we get into it, Nick, uh, you know, I want to let people know you came over to my house last night and I prepared pizza that you consumed. And uh, dare I say, you didn't seem very impressed, buddy. I mean, I, I don't like, I don't know how to respond to that. I'm going to be honest. Like, uh, I enjoyed the pizza, I thought it was tasty. Well, what what was the response you were looking for? Damn, you should open a restaurant, Pio, <laughs> with this pizza. And I it, it was tasty pizza. Okay. I I I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um I was maybe uh, looking I, for I, a, a negative review here because you know I feel like it wouldn't be the first negative review that you've left on Yelp or Google reviews, Nick. Well, uh, that would just be rude. <laughs> okay. Like, if you go over to someone's place and you eat the food and you're like, and then you leave a review of that place, of it being disgusting, that that's like end the relationship style uh, uh, act there. So you're right. I don't so know, I don't good know thing, about that. Yeah, good thing we didn't do it. I sent Nick home with a prosciutto pizza and tinfoil with one rule. If you guys watch Succession, you know, Kendall gave everyone a rule. Kendall's rule was uh, everyone. The only rule is that you can't say no. And he makes everybody thank him for that rule. I think that's a fun rule right there. You can't say no. But uh, my rule to Nick was you can't put that in the microwave. That's the only rule. No microwave for that. Uh, it has to be oven warmed. Anyway, we're going to get a new. Uh, I don't really even use the microwave uh, outside. I did put some microwave popcorn. Here's the crazy thing. Dude, the, the air filter goes hair, haywire over this, which makes me just feel like that microwave popcorn is filled with just pure poison or something like that. That is. You can get popcorn lung from it. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. You get popcorn lung. I mean, well, you have to be eating a lot of it. Like, it's mostly the factory workers that get it. They get but, yeah, popcorn. you get popcorn lung. Okay. And, and Nick, do you know what that is? Is your lungs, they just pop. Like popcorn, you know, it's pretty intense. I, swear, man, I hear about it because some vapors, uh, they use the same stuff in uh, some nicotine vapes that they have uh, in, in popcorn. And so some vapors were getting popcorn lung. Well, <laughs> uh, I, I don't really use the uh, microwave for much. Um, and I, the microwave that I got in my new apartment is one of the most confusing microwaves I've ever come across. Uh, and And I like... I literally had to write a message to the other people. There's a uh, WhatsApp group in my apartment building where people can ask questions and discuss stuff. And uh, I was like, does anyone know how to use this microwave? Like I, and uh, a lot of other people were like, no, this is the most confusing thing ever. And someone chimed in and was like, oh, there's a guide in the app. And I was like, oh, okay. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a real Japanese. struggle out here. No, it's a miele. Yeah, that's Italian. a that's a very German. bougie. It's German. That's the best out there. That's the best <laughs> microwave, Dude, Nick. It's like it's miele tough. brands. It's complete bullshit. Okay, no, so <laughs> maybe their oven, maybe their oven's nice. Okay, so someone can come over here and f tell me how to turn on the vent. I should do a live stream where I show it. I eventually got it. I had to call down to support, like, or into the. I don't remember who I called. 
I was like, I don't know how to turn on the vet. Love you. He's like, how do I turn the vet on my oh, way? Well, here's another thing. I can't contact the landlord because they didn't. They won't give me the landlord's information. Okay. Here's the irony of it. But when you apply, they ask you for your social security number. They need a picture of every bank account you've ever created, your credit report, your 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 job, your salary, everything. They ask for all that stuff, and the landlord has to like see it and approve it but they won't give you their own contact information. Well, well, well look, everybody just saw, uh, they, everyone just got a lens into how the other half lives with bougie microwaves and, uh, you know, German appliances. Not even the the other half, okay? You're the other half, Nick. You're the other half. No, I'm just kidding. Um, we got to get, it's been a while since we did a, like an 18 minute warm up to the show, but I think it was a lot of fun and we're just warming up here on a Monday. One commenter also asked, uh, Ellie.jpg asked if Spencer is natty people that haven't met Spencer before should know Spencer definitely looks like he's an athlete. You can tell that Spencer did a bit of fencing back in the day. Um, but it is a question mark on whether he's natty anyway, today on the show, we're going to discuss whether or not we're seeing a shift in market sentiment, juicy stuff there. The surge in Jack Butcher's ecosystem. I had people tagging me, asking me to talk about this today. looks like Clemente was all over it. And last but not least, we need to finally make the call on whether PSYOP is a rug pull or not. Whoa, the suspense is killing me on on that call. Nick, it looks like you want to say something? Yeah, I'm going to go post a, a real quick video. Uh, I'm going to step away from this screen, oh. and I'm going to show that actual thing. And if anyone can tell me how to turn on the vent, I will then reveal how to turn on the vent. But no one's going to figure it out. Okay, Nick, but you know if you do that, everyone's going to leave this show and is just going to be consumed by your microwave video for the rest oh. of the morning. So okay, please well, don't. I'll cue it up. I'll cue it okay. up. Okay. Please don't take all of our listeners, Nick. I'm, anyway. I'm, Anyway, look, we don't have a sponsor for today's show, but we do have is a we have a kick ass free NFT brought to you. (laughs) We have a kick ass free NFT brought to you by the (laughs) brought to you by the insanely talented artist and a very cool person, Sarah Script who is the latest artist in our Artist Spotlight series. Sarah is a calligrapher and visual artist with a generative calligraphy collection launching this Friday in partnership with OpenSea. Ever heard of them? Check the pinned tweet above to learn more about the upcoming drop and stay tuned for the password for today's free NFT at the end of the show. If you've been listening to the show, you're aware we do, free, we do free NFTs almost every day. And every once in a while, we have kick-ass guest artists do them for the Artist Spotlight series. Absolutely pumped that uh, Sarah is doing today's free NFT. <laughs> but let's get into the weather report. We got Signal back. We're ready to cook. Signal, please oh! take it away, please. Joke, guys, just to say, uh, Sarah Scripp, she is an absolute beast when it comes to calligraphy that girl has had clients like tiffany's and group to do their writing for invitations so she's not just like somebody who writes nicely she is a pro so definitely go claim that nft uh on to the weather report when it comes around well it's monday the 22nd of may you got volume total market volume coming in at almost 40 million we're cooking at 37 you got blur up at 22.8 open seasons down at 5.6. On to leaders, not much change on apes. We haven't reached Bunny's prediction of 40 yet. We're just hanging at 
45. Mutants are down at 9.5. Punks holding nicely at 49.4. Uh, Azuki, pretty steady. Party at the end of June there at 14.4. While captains, uh, well, the, the, the gap between captains and D-Gods just closing. Captains at 8.6 and D-Gods at 8.4. While Pudgies just hot straight to the moon up at 5.8. Big moves on Pudgies uh, and Moonbirds at 2.1. Over the weekend, well, Pudgies, they soared over the weekend of the back of their debut collection on Amazon. The OG Pudgies have pumped almost 40% over the week. And uh, the rare Pudgy toy traits, the digital ones, have already seen sales on Polygon for as high as $500. You know, no, yeah, no token chat at all here on this collection. And the Pudgies, they batted over six ETH before settling down at 5.8. So congrats to the Pudgy Penguin collection. Um, Onto the high-end uh, side of the market, the long-awaited Sotheby's auction for 3AC Grail's asset was a hit. Despite many of these assets actually being bought during the bull market, the JPEGs, uh, which were on sale, have actually done extremely well in ETH, but were slightly down in USD value. Uh, the auction fetched millions of dollars, and notably, one uh, the sales that everyone is talking about are the Fidenzas, which sold for more than $1 million. Onto uh, Blur. Well, despite uh, Blur's high volume over the weekend, Twitter account NFT statistics has shared that yesterday 85% so almost 90% of all the ETH volume on Blur yesterday were just sellers dumping into bids you got three collections that had massive dumps you got Doodles Miladies and Mutants Mutants had their fourth biggest dump ever with 190 Mutants just sold into that Blur bid wall with the seller making off with 3.4 million can Mutants recover back up to 10 while they're sitting at 9.4 and lastly Rec Guy Artist and Dejan's co-founder OSF shared his 1 million JPEG shopping spree the guy has been out just buying uh, JPEGs after he sold all his apes. He's keeping most of his profits in ETH, believing that ETH will actually do a 5x over the next three years. But he has been buying the high end, including an autoglyph, Fidenza, 3D glasses, punk, and a couple of shit coins, uh, including Turbo, Turbo, and Pepe. So uh, that's what you do, folks, when you have millions of dollars uh, and, and, and it's all in ETH. On to crypto. Crypto holding pretty well. BTC at 26, uh, 26.8, ETH at 1.8, Solana just... Not quite making 20 right now, Ape at 3.4. Overall on the market, it's green shoots everywhere. It definitely feels like a bit of spring going into summer. It's been a green weekend. So that forecast is sunny, at least for the next 24 hours. Back to you, folks. Fantastic weather report, as usual, Signal. I did notice that OSF also bought a Sam Spratt piece, which I must say, very, very popular right now in the fine art world. Sam Spratt, Tyler Hobbs, obviously, with those million-dollar Fidenza sales, uh, and then uh, Beeple is the third name that I hear thrown around uh, in the traditional, like that has interest from the traditional art world. Anyway, some updates from the Nifty Daily Digest. Go to the nifty.com and register with your email address. That's the only way that you can get access to today's free NFT. So go do it. I don't know what you're waiting for. Uh, anyway, updates from the Nifty Daily Digest. Links Dow has successfully completed the acquisition of Spay Golf Club in Scotland. It's planning on revealing its membership structure and has scheduled a welcome event for all LinksDAO NFT holders this summer on July 15th through the 17th. So LinksDAO making moves. Azuki unveiled their communities page showcasing over 40 sub-communities, each with a brief summary, activity duration, and links to Twitter and Discord accounts. So uh, Azuki giving the power to the community. Last but not least, here we go. This is a Clemente classic. We're going to start calling these. President Biden 
dismissed a debt ceiling proposal benefiting crypto holders through tax loss harvesting, labeling it as unacceptable due to its potential to shield those avoiding wealth tax. Those are your updates from the Nifty Daily Digest. Again, go to the nifty.com and register with your email address to claim today's free NFT later on in the show. Uh, so just getting into the discussion. Biden's making it hard for me to be a Democrat here, uh, P.O. <laughs> He's just making it real difficult. You know, I don't have one position one one way or another, to be completely honest. But I mean, it's just hard out here being a crypto Democrat at the, <laughs> these sort these uh, uh, nowadays. You know, this is one of the the weirdest positions to ever be in. It, it's hard to justify, you know, being one. Going to be honest, and uh, you know, I have a lot of liberal viewpoints. You know, lots of the people call me a snowflake libtard all the time, <laughs> and uh, uh, but here I am just uh trying trying to fight the good fight and and he's making it difficult you know I, we just get we get, we got to get some we got to get some young people to me nick like a big robert f kennedy fan yeah, let's go I rfk I, jr baby did you also see the uh i think there was a picture that bology posted that was like showing the two party side and it used to be like way more blended where it was like complete overlap which is why, like the the party you had was way less like indicative of things before. No, not this one. Um, but the uh, 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 and now it's like um, now it's like a statement about y your personality when you when you like say what your like polit politics are. It's like a group of people are like, oh fuck that guy. Like just on the mirror, like position that like Elon so Musk is now one. If you bring up Elon Musk to the wrong person, they're like, you know what I mean? It's like, what the hell? You can't be you can't have nuanced positions on things no. like the it's crazy just not thing was a stat about the marriage that like Democrats marry Democrats and Republicans marry, like that stat that people used to just marry, who you know, whoever they wanted to marry. But now that political views, uh, you're more likely to marry whatever re Republican, Republican. And that's what some of that data was showing there, Nick. Was, I, I was quite astounded by that. I, I don't and think I've seen that data in a year. Well, you know what? You know what, Signal? I'm, I'm a one-issue voter. I'm one-issue marriage-minded man. You know, I can't marry someone who doesn't want to defend my right to get tax-efficient outcomes <laughs> for my crypto purchases, <laughs> goddammit. I want to buy my JPEG. I don't want to give Uncle Sam None of my damn money. And if I can't well, find someone who agrees that I should keep all the money I make trading my internet pictures, then I don't know. I don't know if they're the one for me. That's that's all it comes down to. Well, apparently, uh, we're also all evading taxes as well as part of this whole crypto thing. But I, I'm back. I paid a hefty tax bill last <laughs> year. Our company paid a hefty tax bill yeah. in New York, nonetheless, as well, right? And yeah, so, ten percent on that. Like, <laughs> this is like I don't, I don't understand what the hell. Kicks is out of here laughing like it's uh, like that. Like he, he lives got, in some tax hit, like you know, the tax. Uh, what do you call that? A tax? What's it called? Haven. Uh, yeah, tax haven. Laughs from Puerto Rico. Yeah, exactly. Well, oh, I wish, man. I wish. I, I got my friend. Four percent lower bracket. Yeah, <laughs> my friend Trevor, Trevor Owens, you know, co-host of the Bitcoin Show, uh, moved to New York for one calendar month. 
uh, we, we were like, you know, training, like working out together and stuff. I was like, oh, this is great. I got a workout, but he just left after a month and he's like, bro, we got to move to Puerto Rico. I'm like, I'm not moving to Puerto Rico, Trevor. You moved to New York and I thought that we were going to be New York friends. Now you're going to move to Puerto Rico for tax purposes. I'm not doing it. Um, but Nick, I feel like RFK Jr. might be your candidate because he's a Democrat and he's a Bitcoiner. He's uh he's saying cigars because he tells you like crypto. He got that voice problem is from a vaccine kicks. So the anti anti vax is gonna love that. Now I feel like absolute shit. What kind of vaccine was that? Ask RFK Jr. I'm gonna try to get him on the Bitcoin show. He tweeted that the CIA killed his uncle, JFK. It's a that's everyone knows that that's true. If you don't know, that's true. But did they inject the vaccine just like right into his throat? Like the nurse was like, hey, this is the best injection spot. Like, I don't know, man. I don't know. The best part about we'll this is that on. Kix is, for those that are just listening, Kix is just in the bottom left corner of his video. Like just like a little tiny tag in the bottom corner of his video while yelling about this. He's not going to win the Academy Award for best cinematography. Let me tell you. I don't you. understand what the situation is with the camera. Like it's not possible to adjust the camera. Just I've heard it. Week, okay. Moving has been a big drain on me. This morning, I found a tick that looks like it's been on me for three days. It was fully swollen, had a lot of blood in it. So Are you serious? Things. Yes. That's so disgusting, bro. I'll get the camera. So. Were you hiking like in the woods, what, what, like looking for a safe place to smoke weed where your parents wouldn't catch you? No, I went golfing, and sometimes I don't hit the ball too well, okay? Okay, so you, you really had to dig through the bushes. Usually... Usually you go for a new ball with that sort of uh, with that sort of. I looked shuffle. it up. Like even if it is the bad tick, it's still only like a two percent chance. I'll take those odds. Kicks has Lyme disease now. Look at this. <laughs> what is this guy doing, man? This guy is different. We are gonna have to go down uh, to Kicks's house to make sure that his video is set up. Uh, Irish pointed out that our video got demonetized. I think Irish is absolutely right, saying that you know, saying some wild stuff about uh, vaccines and RFK Jr. I, well, and I cursed early on, so I don't know. There's a lot of things that are going on in this uh, in this show, um, but let's be honest. No one cares about NFTs anymore. This is the AI show, dude. I'm using a lot of exciting new AI tools, man. Changing changing the the game here. Has, has your has anybody else is, that bad, huh? Has, <laughs> no, has your there are Twitter, the ten best prompts to make yeah, Twitter? Yeah, is way your Twitter easier. literally just AI people now that are like, here's how I like. I have one guy who's like, uh, you know, I wish 15 years earlier I had taken this approach with my business because I would have been a millionaire much sooner. That's one That's sweet thread. Th th then here's uh, then here's another uh, another one. Will be like the 15 AI tools you need to use today if if you're gonna uh, survive the great uh, job upheaval. AI job upheaval or something like like it's literally like all these different things about AI threads. I don't yeah, here you I go. Hate them. Every Seven, time someone writes an AI thread, I just instantly hate the person. Here's one. 17 year old kids are making a hundred thousand dollars a month with AI <laughs> tools. Are they? <laughs> it's like, are there tons of 17 year olds making a hundred thousand dollars a month and I'm just a dumb idiot? What is this? No, there's, there's, like, there's like one and he's a scammer. I can guarantee you that there's one and he's scamming people. He's like doing AI drop shipping and he's just not delivering. I got, the I got more questions about this person's feed. If he's seen a bunch of content from Dude. 17 year olds, like, you know, maybe <laughs> put on a list. And they're, and they're talking about like, 
they're like, all you need to do is go to this tool and it'll make you a website. And you go look at the website and I'm like, oh, that like website looks kind of whack. And it like gets you like 5% of the way there. I, I don't know. There's a lot of things that are questionable. I, no doubt. I think like the, the, it's uh, the future and I've been using AI tools and I was simply making a joke about it. But um, let's, let's, uh, let's dive into the top AI yeah. stories of the day. We're going to dive in. Uh, I also wanted to point out, Nick, that, uh, Clemente is really learning from, you know, Nick growth hacker extraordinaire. The second we started talking about the politics, no hesitation. Clemente changed the title of the Twitter show to just all caps. Biden hates crypto. So it's like, all right, well, Clemente is definitely like, you know, coming along when it comes to titling, like just if it's second nature to no hesitation, be like, oh, what? okay. They're talking about the Democrats crypto. Uh, Biden hates crypto. So let's get some you people in here. You should have just said Biden murders who? <laughs> Nick, is it true that Joe Biden has been stabbing people in the neck? Go! <laughs> yes. And dear listeners, yeah, it's crazy. This is, this is a look into behind the scenes of why Nick is no longer in charge of titling. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Actually, um, I, I was going to set up a meeting with Clemente to discuss how to really maximize the, uh, the uh, threads. Like today's subject of the email was this NFT just sold for a million dollars. And I was like, ah, that's a missed opportunity. Miss it. Here's how I would change that. Interesting. Oh, if you could help me out real quick, just change the title to uh, just found a three day old tick. Should I do a two week dose of amoxicillin? <laughs> Question mark. Because some people in the comments are freaking me out a little bit here. The fact that it took you three days to find something that was on your body is the most concerning thing that I've ever it heard. Works. Just I just moved, dude. I don't even know where my underwear is. I found it today. Okay. Oh He's God, like, dude. I just moved, dude. I like, I haven't found my food. I've been starving for three days. Uh, it's it's priority. You can order DoorDash for food. You can't DoorDash underwear, bro. And you know why this happened? It's because he didn't write on the boxes underwear. I, I, I no, told you right. when you move, you got to write what's on the box, and then when you're looking for your underwear, hey, presto, Sh underwear. <laughs> Signal gave you that tip. Also, the very popular crypto newsletter, uh, Milk Road, their Twitter account just came into the show, heard us talking about ticks, uh, Kicks finding ticks on his body and whether he needs to take antibiotics and just left the show immediately. So you got to love it. Anyway, look, every once in a while, ladies and gentlemen, we have a real fun electric start to the show. Uh, and here we go. Let's get into the meat and potatoes. Real quick, rapid fire, first topic. We're going to get... One last thing. I heard Sarah script was undermining some Biden initiatives as well. Dude. We, we'll have to get into that with her. Go She's ahead. leading rallies for Biden's op opposition, you know? Anyway, um, so rapid fire real quick. Blur, very popular crypto uh, trading marketplace platform, will be announcing the, ne the next collections added to the Blend platform. The Blend platform, of course, is their lending uh, platform. The last two collections added were the board API club collection and the mutant API uh, club collection for both. It actually ended up being, you know, basically a non-event uh, because it seems that it was more of a liquidity boost for upcoming catalysts. Uh, not when the collection doesn't really have anything going on. 190 mutant apes were dumped into blur bids for $3.4 million over the weekend. The floor dipped to sub 10 Ethereum, 9.5 Ethereum, with many expecting a further dip. Uh, predictions on what's going to happen today. How many collections do we think are going to get added? Which ones do we think are going to be added? Um, you know, I'd love to hear Spencer, you follow blur incredibly close. Do you have any thoughts on this? I mean, go to easy signal I mean kicks. 
look like it's from a small list, right? Like if you go to the airdrop farming, the points list, it's going to be one of the ones that the two X that's not yet shifted over. So we got beans, kennel club, clone X, doodles, me bits, moon birds, other deed, pudgy. My guess. I bet you it's all of them. You think it's all of them? I'm dead serious. I think it's every single one of them. It could be right. Like they went three collections, one collection, two collections. Could be five next. They did not outline how many were coming. I think it's actually. I think they're just gonna throw it all out there and be like, "It's the rest of the two X's." Done. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think it has a big price impact? No, I don't think they'll be. I don't think so either. I don't think there's gonna be any price impact. To be honest, I think right now, like with how low the liquidity is, we saw three massive dumps from uh, Blur Farmers over the weekend on Miladies, Doodles, and. Mutant apes, mutant apes. Yep, and I think that that was like basically one of the bigger capitulation phases for like liquidity into the market. So I don't think we're going to see a lot of negative price action from this. I think if anything, it's going to give people an opportunity to just basically gamble on announcements for any of these various projects. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree, and I think that we saw like the the time of the pumps related to the announcement has gotten shorter each announcement. And it wouldn't shock me if it truncates all the way down to zero on this one. I think Pudgies may get a leg up if, if they do get added. I think that would be the only one because them pumping two ETH off of their lows after the toy announcement has priced a decent chunk of people out. And now it can let people get some level of exposure into it. Well, I, yeah, I, just, I wonder how much people are speculating on a, a pump into the blend announcement because Pudgy seems like an obvious like near-term blend thing. And so, you know, it's it all depends on what's driving that giga send on pudgies on the weekend. Like, we'll just have to see, you know. Yeah, signal. Before we move on, any thoughts on what could be coming next for blend? I, I would, yeah, I would think, or I would hope at least that they go with collections like beans. Um, and I would like to see pudgies on there, but also little pudgies on there. So just have like, um, just have different pricing ranges because right now I. I think for most of the market, it's still quite high. I think what Miladies is probably the, the cheapest, the, like the cheapest one on there. And so, that, like, there are certain collections that have been getting a lot of volume, like Opepin, um, Little Pudgies, well, off the back of uh, Pudgies. Uh, and if, like, if those collections can come in on Blend, I think it could be quite interesting for the market. Yeah, we'll have to see what happens. Uh, we, the next thing we're going to talk about is Pudgy Penguins being the winner of the weekend. We'll also touch on Jack Butcher's collection soaring. But how refreshing, at least for me, the, it's very refreshing that uh, Pudgy Penguins made a big announcement that is a business-related announcement that shows, you know, strong business acumen, some, some execution chops. And for what feels like maybe the first time, there's a direct positive response from the market. A lot of times people roll things out and the market dumps on the announcement. It's, I mean, to me, it's just refreshing, but I guess uh, it. this one was pretty undeniable because you're talking about selling a half a million dollars in toys on Amazon.com in what, a three or four day period? I feel like this one was pretty undeniable. The market in was a like a two-day period. A, a two-day period, a half a million dollars in revenue, not from selling NFTs. Finally, the market was like, okay, that's pretty good, right? Like, I don't know. Like, am I reading this wrong? Like, I feel like that's kind of what happened here. No, I mean, I, th I think it was. I think it's also, um, you know, there's, there's a couple of different effects going on here, right? One of them was that I think the the... The people who invested in the venture round, I don't think were able to buy pudgies until after the round itself was announced because they didn't want to 
you know, appear to be trading on insider information, right? Oh, wow. And so there was an increased demand, I think, in general that came from the announcement of the funding round. I also believe that it's, um, you know, it is about the execution of this toy product. I think a lot of people, like, didn't get the vision. And, and you know, we've been beating the drum. I've been saying this for quite a while about who Luca is and who his background is. But this is not Luca's first Amazon rodeo, right? Nope. Like, he's going to do well on these toys. And well, not in just like an NFT sense, but in an absolute sense. Like you saw Pudgy Penguin toys trending to the top of like new releases on Amazon toy section, period. Not like Amazon toys that are NFTs, (laughs) but just like actually trending. And I think that that was like, people are like, oh, this isn't just some scam pump. I also think it's worth like noting that you didn't have like in the last Pudgy Penguin pump, you had a lot of people who had like actual zero cost basis on Pudgies. Like they've been holding since before the acquisition. It went to 7 ETH and they were like, ah, like uh, it's all, it's all, it's all profits. Like I got to take something, right? Which is reasonable. Makes sense why they're doing that. But like the number of people who are that in the holder base that it just decreases a function of time. And so I think people were like, it's easier to move the price of Pudgies. Like we see this a lot with captains. Like, why is captain price moving? Because most of the people are just like, ah, like it's staked. So like, ah, like, I don't know, right? Like it's there to, when the price moves, they're not like running to sell. And that's a refreshing thing because it feels like in every collection in the last like unit of time in NFTs, as soon as price moves like a little bit, people are just sprinting for the exit, which is fair. It's reasonable. It's a good thing to do in this market. But um, yeah, just looking at the collections where that isn't the case, I feel like is, is really quite an important thing here. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, you know, anyone else on the pudgy action, the response to the toy announcement? I know we got Signal holding little pudgies. I think, Nick, do you have a big pudgy now? Uh, what As an NFT? Yeah. I had sold mine uh, when the price was going down. I don't know if it's back to where. Yeah, I think it's back and maybe slightly over where I sold potentially. Um yeah, I mean, I, like, it's awesome to see the uh, price do well. I also think it's interesting that it actually says NFT on the uh, box of the Pudgy Penguin collectible. Um, I'm, I, I, I'm not surprised at their ability to be top 100 on on something in a day. Um, that You know, that's, that's what launches uh, look like. One thing they're not doing or slash encouraging is reviews clearly so they're not gamifying that at all like they're they're ranked right now number one of them is number 29 for action figures which is pretty uh pretty high um and uh there's one review for them which i like i i find interesting um is so that they're not like populating those um i think that uh there's i i don't know that it's it's awesome what they're doing it's very clear that they're focused on the um, there's two sides of this. There's the B2C uh, initiatives. And I also saw a clip of Luca at VCon talking about really talking about the holders as being your key stakeholders, which I think is interesting. I don't feel like the stakeholders drove this initiative. I um, you do. I, I drove it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You. Well, do you own a pudgy? Yeah, he does. Do it's his profile picture. What? It's his profile picture, dude. What are you talking about? Look at Kix's Twitter profile. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. <laughs> dude, it's been that way for like a month and a half. 
he's been he's been a holder. How were how you involved in this, Kex, now that you're off screen? He said all holders are stakeholders. I'm a holder, Nick. <laughs> so what did, what did he do? What do you like walk me through some of the stuff that you were involved in? Well, he got I bought it on Blur, so he got 0.5% royalties. He used that money. <laughs> Probably bought some Amazon ads with it. No, I mean, here's the thing. I, uh, I, I, I personally, I mean, obviously the launch was massive. And I think that a lot of people in the NFT space have been hungry for, to see the actual realization of what people have been talking about since 2021, which is like, oh, we're going to break out into the comic world or, oh, we're going to break out into the, uh, the toy market, or we're going to break out into this and break out to that. And he seems like the first NFT company that has actually done that in a meaningful way. That's A. So now just like the Nifty, he's generating revenue outside of direct NFT sales or NFT royalties, and then also got $9 million. And I think that, and that's a lot of money when you consider the fact that he paid right. what, $3 million to get it. Yeah. And, and then hasn't done a mint. Like when did he buy it? A year ago? I think at least, I think a right around ago, a year right? ago. Maybe months yeah and he hasn't done a new mint hasn't hasn't extracted a single dollar via nfts from from the community right just royalties out, just royalties goes out raises nine million dollars has a very successful toy launch i like to be in that camp you know and this is my first profile pick price go up in a while so i'm happy yeah, I mean, it, to me, it's a complete no-brainer. I mean, people need to understand if you're going to go and print a half a million dollars without selling NFTs, like just selling products to a, you know, a theoretical mass market audience, I do think most people that yeah. bought these were NFT people, but that's not a bad thing for the organization. Nick? If you, sorry, I was going to say, like, uh, proud to be a pudgy holder here. Uh, little pudgy holder, by the way. Um, but also as well, I mean, Kix, you'll be able to speak to this. But I imagine, like, I know we were talking about what would the sales look like over, say, a 30-day period. But it must be so much harder to, um, to like, come in at number 35 and try to get to number one at a category than to come in at number one. And then essentially you just kind of stay maybe in the top 20, top 30. And you just kind of bounce around there as people discover the product. And so to for, like for Luca to have done that is, I know uh, Spencer's mentioned that he's experiencing in, in, in that, but as a holder, I find that extremely impressive that he has managed to keep his promise of actually delivering on IP and on these toys. I think also as well, people haven't quite um, started to, because obviously a lot of the toys haven't shipped yet, uh, sorry, arrived yet, but a lot of people have not realized that you can actually, depending on the traits that you get, actually sell those traits and make money off them. We've seen traits sell for anywhere between, you know, $25 to $500 happening on uh, Polygon. So that's happening there. So essentially you're free rolling your toy. You spent $20 uh, and somehow you're free rolling your toy depending on the trait that you've got. So like no brainer. Uh, and then, and, and then thirdly, like I think people are still underestimate the power of a strong community. Like, you don't, everyone's like, yeah, but who's going to buy these, right? All he's like, all he's got is his eight thousand pudgies, uh, you know, in the collection. Let's say there's, you know, six thousand holders plus little pudgy holders. That's not a huge amount of customers, but it's a very passionate customer base who will support him. Hence, why he has all these sales. Why, hence, you know, I I bought in. I'm going to buy some penguins for you know people with kids and just give it to them as a gift. It just has this free marketing to it that 
I am I am essentially enabling because I'm a pudgy holder. I would not do this for every community. It's because they've executed so well on everything today. I mean, well, yeah. <laughs> and and just one thing really quick is that a lot of uh, physical retailers out there, they um, they like to see Amazon successful Amazon launches before they'll give you a sizable purchase order. Um, and so like having successful Amazon launch, I'm sure he's already in talks with Walmart and other companies like that. But when they see this success on Amazon, they're more likely to uh, submit a purchase order and submit a significant one. And then he can take those purchase orders. And if he wants, he can finance them right away and get like a ton of inventory on the market, which I'm sure is what they did with gel blasters as well. So, uh, yeah, good start. So, uh, happy, happy pudgy holder here. The only thing I was going to add here is I was very surprised by their Instagram. They haven't posted anything about it, uh, about these uh, these toys. They haven't done any marketing to their over 500,000 followers and on PudgyPenguins.com. If you go to the website, you don't see anything about their toys. So I, I'm curious if maybe they that's something that they're going to start pushing as well and what the reaction will be like there. The 536,000 Instagram followers, I have to think, is like a valuable audience for these toys. Nick, it seemed like you wanted to get something in on this, and then we can move on. And then actually, I'll throw to Bunny, too. Um, no, I mean, I, I think this is a great, uh, a great start. The, uh, there's, from the sales side of things, getting to number one, I think, is more representative also of the fact that there's a lot of people in the NFT space that want to buy... Uh, products associated with uh, NFT collectibles that they're familiar with. And there's not a lot of options to just go do that right now. Like you don't have a, a store you can go to to just buy a bunch of different merch. Um, it, it's it's all dispersed. But uh, to just be able to go on Amazon, buy it where I'm basically buying 90% of my things, which feels in, like it doesn't feel embarrassing, but it feels kind of odd. Like the sheer amount of stuff that I buy from Amazon Um and I think that uh, it's convenient for people to go and buy these products, have it ship, uh, you know, immediately or within a couple of days. It seems like the pudgy is going to show up in the next week or or something like that, which is awesome. Um, I, like th this fills um, a really strong uh, void, and I think that there's going to be a bigger, uh, like, th there's larger demand for this. Um, where I think that there's going to be a lot of NFT people that like are interested in buying these sorts of things, even to spend $15 on something just to support, uh, the, a brand, an NFT native brand is like so accessible for everybody. And especially even if you can't afford, you know, $10,000 NFT or whatever it is, you can feel like you're part of the journey, um, via this sort of, uh, product. And that's that's exciting. And like you, uh, you were saying, Signal, it actually you're able to end up with an NFT as a result of it, and that's that's just awesome. So I think that there's a lot of cool things that can be done in this space. Uh, they are they're far along when it comes to leveraging IP. Spencer was texting us about uh, the the thesis that um, uh, Luca that Luca Luca tweeted um, about IP. You know. The interesting thing is, it's weird that he that that's the angle. I feel like to be like, if you believe in the future of IP and NFTs, then you believe in pudgy. Well, hold on. Like to, in my mind, I'm like, isn't that like 
90% of collections right now. Like that's being like, if you believe in NFTs, then you believe in pudgy. Right. If you like, if you believe in NFTs, then you believe in, you know, uh, Bitcoin frogs. But but here's the thing, right? Like I think in the beginning of the NFT space, right? Like one of the big things was, you know, people have to remember where this goes back to, right? Like punks have been around for a while, but I think the big innovation that board apes made was that you own the IP rights to the ape that you had. That was like really interesting thing that got a lot of people talking. That was a bigger part of the beginning of this market than it is now. Like, I don't think that board apes lean into that so much today. They've gone much more the gaming route, right? Like, and I think if you look, you know, it was even cool cats, right? Like that was another one that like, that this was like such a big thing in the beginning yep. of the last bull run that I think didn't play out for almost any collection. And a lot of people have shifted away from it. The only group that I see really fitting into it is pudgies. And you know, I'll say this too, like I have passed on buying a lot of the pudgies that were licensed in this toy push. And I kind of regret that a little bit now because I was in similarly like, ah, like IP thesis, like, I don't know, right? Like it's, it shifted over time. Whereas now, like as a pudgy holder, seeing the success of this toy line, I'm like, well, shit. Yeah. Like I want to own a pudgy that's been on a toy that's been part of this thing. Like, I want to be part of that next wave. And I think that that's a really big part of this too, is uh, there's got to be some degree to which people are buying pudgies because they want to be own the pudgy that's part of the next pudgy toy line. And that's a huge part of this narrative as well. And that's, what's exciting to see. And, and I don't know, I just, I feel so much more like it, it was, it wasn't something that was top of mind that I'm not like, Oh, I really need to be one of the people who owns one of the toys. Like that is something that I, I think about now. Yeah. A lot of people, it, it, just to kind of put a bow on this and then I'll go to bunny and then we'll move on to Jack butcher. But at the beginning, you know, the time that Spencer is referencing, which was like early NFT bull run 2021, it seemed like every single NFT collection was like harping on the IP thing. And rightfully so, because it was like a very strong thesis. The problem of what ended up happening is after the NFTs were sold and as time went on, it was required of the uh, you know the people running those projects to actually execute on that IP front and basically nobody did. And now the fact that Luca and Pudgy Penguins are executing in a strong, you know, strategic, like intentional way and just moving, you know, moving right up. It's like, yeah, this is the thesis. It's like, wow, it's, it's a shame. Nobody else would put the work in, you know? Uh, okay. Well, there's two separate things. Like to compare Luca to a buyer of a board ape. No, no, I'm not talking it, about that. I'm talking about uh, like I oh, the, the, the other collections. And y- yeah, I think he's more comparing Luca to like Steve Jobs. Is that uh, the no? So, <laughs> no, I'm comparing it to people that I'm not going to name. I bought their NFTs in 2021 on the IP promise, and they just never did anything. I think that there is a, uh, well, yeah, he's doing it, and I think what it reflects similarly is the same thing that I've said around communities. A lot of people try to build like products where the community will organically form and essentially like leaders will appear that will go take the desired action. And uh, ultimately, you need leaders in order to do that. And you need to sort of curate who those leaders are. The best approach to do that is to be the leader, have the, the, the collectibles, and then give people sort of a guidebook, a playbook, a path to leveraging their IP. And I think that's what Luke is doing here is he's saying, uh, in addition, and he, he said it with his announcement, they're launching a platform, which is going to make it easy for you to leverage your IP associated with your pudgy. And I think that that's, that's the path 
of where this is headed. And I'm assuming they're going to make that applicable to potentially other collections down the road. Who knows? But the idea that you have this platform that you can go to, because before it was like, oh, I buy this board ape. If you were buying that board ape on its IP for anything more than, you know, $10,000 or something like that, it, it, it doesn't make sense because it, it doesn't come with that intrinsic value associated with it on the IP side. Like if I walk around with a t-shirt, like if I suddenly make a t-shirt brand with my board ape, nobody gives a shit. Like they, it, it doesn't mean like I'm suddenly selling a bunch of t-shirts because I have that board ape because there's no infrastructure put in place for me to go and do that thing. So I really think that like that's, that's the missing gap. And we felt that significantly. There were some people that facilitated partnerships with other, uh, with, with, you know, IP licensing, uh, you know, businesses where that, where the, I'm in that case, the licensing business took on a significant amount of risk and said, Hey, we're going to go facilitate these deals for you because we think this is worth something to slap your ape on lighters or something like that. But, uh, I really do think that Luca's building out that framework for it. So, yeah. I think so too. I just think of like a year ago when I first moved into this apartment, me and Nick were in the elevator and one of my neighbors, like a couple, one of them had a, a shirt that had bored apes on it. And me and Nick were like, oh, are you in the NFTs? And it was, they kind of like shamefully were kind of like, no, it's, you know, it's okay. Yeah. Like, and then we were like, yeah, we're like in the NFT business. And I saw them be more comfortable afterwards. But like, I just feel like they were given that shirt and they were almost kind of like, is this cool or is this like pretty whack? Um, and so, yeah, I don't think you're going to be printing money with Board Ape t-shirts right now. Bunny, you have your hand raised. What's going on? Oh, do I? <laughs> uh, not, so it's not, they're not the first one. All right. The, the 500K that I'm in a couple of days, that's pretty cute. I don't remember when Yuga did it with Super Plastic. Uh, they did $3 million in an hour. Look at look at that. The Bored Ape said that the Pudgy Penguins uh, merch or toy sales are pretty cute, but not impressed. Uh, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to move on to Jack Butcher. Just want to remind you that today's free NFT is brought to you by incredibly talented artist Sarah Script. She is the latest artist in our Artist Spotlight free NFT series. Sarah is a calligrapher and visual artist with a generative calligraphy collection launching this Friday in partnership with OpenSea. Check out the pin tweet that we have at the top of the Twitter show to learn more about her upcoming drop and stay tuned for the password for today's free NFT coming later in the show. Uh, Artist Spotlight is designed to uh, support artists, ladies and gentlemen, is not a sponsored program. We just want to show love to the artists in the space uh, and, you know, give them a little bit of a spotlight, give them some love. Uh, Jack Butcher, Big winner over the past seven days. Opepin up 2x to 0.5 Ethereum. I don't believe that's the all-time high floor price, though, because during the Jack Butcher, you know, era of this year, uh, anything he did was pumping insanely high. But there was an all-time high sale coming in at 12 wrapped Ethereum. Somebody accepted an offer on that. I would have accepted that offer, too. We covered these on buy, sell, or send it to zero uh, weeks ago at 0.54 ETH. And Easy said he liked them sub 0.5 ETH. So I think that that was the right call. They got all the way down to 0.16 ETH over a week ago. So that's pretty crazy. Checks are up 93% to 0.75 ETH. Jack Butcher has an auction at Sotheby's to, that finishes tomorrow, uh, May 23rd with a minimum bid of 10.7 Ethereum for some special checks, I guess. 
Uh, easy. What do you make of this this Jack Butcher situation? I'm not terribly surprised to be honest. It seems like this project really uh, ebbs and flows. I guess you could say like people come and go on this. It, the price action appreciates and depreciates over time. Uh, we're now seeing the PFPs come to life. We saw a few. I think the highest sale was actually 11 ETH for one of the Opepins. So it seems like there's certainly demand for this. Uh, it's exciting to see like traditional art houses pick it up and get some exposure for Jack Butcher. I think that his dynamic for this was one of the first times we've really seen. Like the burn dynamic give you like a more valuable asset over time that people tried to like game theory through. So I'm a fan of it. It's good to see like some secondary legs in the market on any project, to be honest. But uh, it's I wish I picked these up at 0.16, man. Like that's a clean 3x. Yeah, that would have been a good spot to buy them. The absolute bottom of where they got to. Signal, any <laughs> thoughts on, on Jack Butcher? Guys, we all own these at one point. Do you not remember? I like, oh, I did have Opepin. Yeah, I was. I, I, no, it was my call actually. Yeah, and 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 I sold way too early, way way too early. Uh, yeah. But I think it's really interesting that you know I always think I always think a sign of ebbs and flows, like highs and lows, and recovering and coming back, is a very good sign for a project. He's one of the few artists who used the burn mechanic back in January when it was uh, well used by almost you know all artists uh, who's managed to actually innovate on top of it and not just say burn this get the next collection I, I think his originality what he's done with Opepins and turn them into season packs season one now you know getting sales of around 11 ETH just showing you the innovation and how smart Jack is you should like if, if you haven't listened to Jack speak on the podcast or like an hour or so, I would definitely recommend do that. He's a super smart guy. Uh, and I think he'll be one of the names that will stay and we'll be talking about in December 2023 and hopefully going uh, into 2024. I don't think uh, I don't think people should underestimate Jack and his potential to really be uh, a guy who breaks out, stays in the space and like keeps delivering value and innovation and fun to his collectors. Yeah, I mean, look, he's definitely done something that's captivated the attention of the space. That Sotheby's auction should definitely help. We'll see what happens with that. Uh, look, to close the show, I want to talk about PSYOP and decide whether it's a rug pull or not definitively. And then just talk about a little bit where we're at in terms of general interest for NFTs. You know, the the original title of the show is Are We Back? Uh, are we trending towards back? Like, that's what I would love to know. Um, so, yeah, easy. Maybe we can get a PSYOP update from you. Yeah, so it looked like this morning we started to get a, a couple announcements that there was some money being moved to KuCoin out of the wallet. So a lot of people speculating that they're leaving... There was also a transfer to a an ENS. The ENS was called I live in a non-extradition country.eth. So like it's all part of it, I guess. He sent 1.2 ETH to that wallet and then pulled out like 15 ETH. Obviously, the funds were commingled with personal funds upwards of like 250 ETH. So like him pulling 15 is not like crazy. But I don't know. Like the price action is just not good on this. They removed 100% sales tax, airdropped the rest of the tokens. I think some pre-sale people made some money on it, but overall, like, I feel like a lot of people are just, like moving past this at this point. Did and the pre-sale people make money? I think they made like ten percent. Is like if you <laughs> sold it at the right time. So like a two-week wait on a pre-sale for a ten percent gain. And other, and if you didn't sell it at that perfect time, did you lose money? Down. Yeah, I think you're down. So one of those things, you know. Um, at this point, a lot of people speculating that they're just gonna rug. A lot of people just like some playing into it. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's not pretty at this point. Like, I think people are past it. I think we're over it. Yeah. I mean, so is it, is this guy going to go to jail? I think so. But like, what do I know? I'm not a lawyer. Somebody did supposedly send like a, a suit against him on chain. 
which was interesting. I don't know what that actually is because like there was like swear words in it and like some other things where I was Dude, like, yeah, I, I don't even believe that guy's like, he's, like the doctor. <laughs> bunny, bunny, go. No, nah, dude, like he he literally used two f bombs and IRL. <laughs> you don't think your lawyer doesn't speak like that, Bunny? I hope not, man. The best is after <laughs> he started getting heat for that, he came out. And he was like, "I know how to write like a letter with legal jargon." Like, then why didn't you? Do <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> I there there was some news site that I, I feel like Coin Telegraph or something. Like literally just published this and was like, lawyers pursue what it, like that they wrote it like it was like an official thing with no comment on the fact that, that letter was like kind of absurd. Um and why yeah, why there was a lack of professionalism, let's just say that. But even if it's real, uh if it is real, I mean I, well, it's just a threatening letter. Like that doesn't the, uh, a letter doesn't mean it. Like if he files, uh, does a filing with a court, that's a different thing. So I, I feel like that's where uh, things get real. And so the letter itself can have anything in it. Technically, um, there was some discussion at BTC Miami from some people who were like closer to the Ben coin situation, and obviously then affiliated with this. That did say that like there's some concern from people closely tied to psyop uh, of some potential repercussions like legally and like that's so unsurprising yeah i mean well, obj objectively speaking it's not you're not going to just keep being able to do this forever i think right now like legal response is still super slow i mean even do kwan is out on bail suzu and kyle davies had no uh you know legal troubles it seemed uh sam bangman freed is at his parents house so we're far from just swooping in and getting wrongdoers in crypto but long term you're not going to be able to make bullshit shit coins and rug people anymore it's not going to be something you can do uh, <laughs> <laughs> forever spencer just forever you can do this i mean look like the thing is people as long as there's money in something whether or not people can even get away with it they'll still do it right like like i think that the, the, the wrong takeaway from this is like oh like most of the shit coins won't run no most most shit coins will continue to rug this will continue to be like a gambling thing people do you'll still we'll start seeing more people launch them for singapore like i i this will be a part of the space, you know, th this is the thing about crypto, right? It's like, there's all this great stuff going on, legitimate businesses being built, but I don't think we'll ever fully move away from the degen gambling meta on like clearly rug pull shit coins. Like this is just like a part of what's going on. People may get in more and more trouble, but they'll still try, as long as you can, you know, take walk away with a couple mil in like a hard to reclaim, not bank account, like people will do it, right? Um, and so, I don't know, I, I may be a little bit less optimistic that we'll fully move away from this, but I think it'll be less important of a part of the space as a function of time. I think we already see that. Fair, fair. Signal, did you want to chime in? Uh, no, I'm always going to be amazed by just how much money people can make by being a bad actor in this space. Just that people just sending money to a wallet address. It's just like, post your address, people just send money. It's, uh, you know... <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Nick I wanted to my, do it. I just put my wallet address here and just see people send money. I, yeah, it always will blow my mind that uh, people will take advantage of greed at the end of the day. But I do think that, you know, people who go on to make substantial sums of money, like the police will go after them. Like eventually they will. And we've seen, like we've seen this countless of times, uh, agencies in different countries coordinate to go after these, um, these bad, bad actors. And so it just becomes a game of risk reward. Like, 
is it worth doing? How long will he get away with it? And uh, in like in the end, will the law turn against you? I think, you know, right now you can be eating oysters in Singapore, but 12 months from now, you might be in a shoe in prison, in a not so nice prison. So most, pe- most people aren't going to go to jail for this sort of thing. It, it's uh, it it's all about like setting the example for but for one really bad actor that scammed the most uh, people and or some of the loudest, which is why the only thing about Ben.eth, other than like $7 million, same, sounds is a lot to an individual, but in the grand scheme of things is, is not that much. In yeah, the, in- but, but Nick, like we've seen cases of people who have fished apes and all, like all it takes is for Zach XPT to be like, I found the guy's Instagram. He was stupid enough to like, I don't know, tattoo his name on his elbow. Uh, I figured out who he is. He lives in this country. And then he just sends that report to whichever country it is. And those people get arrested. It's like, there's also a trail of like, as an actor, are you leaving just reams of evidence on the blockchain and on your socials that make you easy to pick up? If you're not, then obviously you're more difficult. But I think uh, at like at some point, when people start scamming substantial amounts of money and they don't cover their tracks, it's quite easy just to be like, this is the person, they live in this country, you can go get them. You remember Squiggles, that company, the like Doodles 3D derivative that got two individuals arrested out of California was not even for $7 million. So like there is like, that's a big thing. Like they actually got arrested and tried and I believe are currently still in court dealing with it for that. Was that the, I was in the club? uh, Yes. Yeah, and that wasn't – they literally had a sign before they sold out, like, squiggles. Like, it was terrible. And the thing is, like, with this Ben Dadi situation, it's $7 million, which just sums a lot of money, some not a lot of money. But you have to remember, like, there's been cases already for less money that have gotten people in some seriously hot water. And on top of it, this individual has their government name and their mother's government name tied to a wallet with an ENS. Like, that went viral the first day. Wait, so everyone keeps saying that part of the story. What's the name? I got to pull it up. I, it's, his name is Ben. I know that, but it's also, uh, I don't want to air his mom's name out. So I'll send the tweet to you. I mean, just put it out there. I don't, I don't understand, but the, like the, the guy did this. I, I, so, but apparently like Andrew Tate had done a video where he was like, he's done multiple videos. videos about this guy and has dropped his name. I mean, he got Andrew taped Tate's, pretty good, man. That was great. Well, so I don't understand. So Andrew Tate is like a rapist, right? And then he like now he's out on jail, out from jail for the whole situation. I have no, no idea. No charges. No charges. Nope. How do they arrest you and keep you in jail for an extended period of time? Romania. He, he did some uh, some deals there. That's that seems interesting. <laughs> um, they were like, no, 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 no. That number is insufficient. Um. <laughs> Wow. So anyways, but he did, um, he did at least put the main video that I, that I'm speaking to, which is the only thing that I saw cause I don't follow him is, uh, he said essentially, yo, I have your address and, uh, yes. there's like, so he's basically saying you're going to jail, uh, which he's- is, which is funny for someone that was arrested for rape, like being like, and you're going to go to jail. I'm like, we're just watching the worst of the worst. Just, like, have a conversation on the internet, which I guess, you know, at this point that, I mean, that is what Twitter's about. Yeah. And, uh, it was human trafficking, 
was what it was. Uh, the the initial charges that were dropped. Um, just to, and that's not Ben Dadith, but regardless, uh, it was a high profile video where he declared that uh, Ben Dadith's address was going to be doxxed and that he'd be going to jail. Just to parlay this, like I think that a lot of the psyop juice has been squeezed in terms of interest in the market. I'd love to know, Spencer, what are your thoughts on um, you know where we're at with NFTs right now? Obviously, people were aggressively interested in shit coins for about, I'd say, what, six weeks, two months here, maybe even a little bit longer than that, seven or, or like nine weeks or something. Um, you know, but now at least we're seeing some volume on NFTs. Do you think that we're shifting to interest in NFTs again, or do we think that we have to, to wait longer for something like that to happen? Look, I mean, I think that there was a period of time where shitcoins just like clogged the chain and everyone's attention span. I think that that meta is like slowly dying or dead. Like, I, I don't think that there's too much longer in that meta. Is that is that super bullish for NFTs? No, I think it's really healthy to see a couple of NFT products doing well. We saw Oni Force do pretty well. We saw Budgie Penguins do pretty well. We've seen Captains do well. Um, you know, these are all like good things, but you know. I, I still think we bleed for the next two quarters. Like I, I'm, I'm even surprised by these two movements. I like these collections, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not quiet about how much I like these collections. But I think that, like, it, are you at, if you ask me how optimistic I am about the next like small unit of time for NFTs, uh, like I don't see a big overall huge catalyst coming soon. For me, I think you have to take perspective on all this. Like I, I believe we're having a slow bleed till interest rates come down, right? And, I, and nothing that's happened so far has changed my opinion. The only thing that I'll say is I'm shocked at both how well crypto is holding in general and how well NFTs are holding. And you may say, well, they're down so much. Yeah, they're down a lot. They could be down a lot more, right? Like we could have, because there's a period of time where there weren't these middle price NFTs, right? We could have a place where pudgy penguins, uh, uh, captains, and D-Gods aren't worth 90. They're worth three to four ETH, right? Like that was kind of where when Clonex and Doodles went and Moonbirds went from the 10 ETH range down to like 3 to 2 ETH, right? Like that was the death of the mid caps. The fact that we have new mid caps that have replaced them is actually really good for the health of the market. Because if they didn't, and the whole market was at 3 ETH, I think we would see board apes and, and punks selling off much harder, right? And if those had sold off, because, you know, it's so much harder to justify a 40 ETH valuation when you have like a, 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 a mid cap of 3 ETH, right? But having mid caps, a couple of projects in the nine ETH range is pretty good. Having something like Oni Force that comes back from being down at like half an ETH to one point five ETH, like that's good. Like we need these wins. Having Opepin come back, like we we need these wins in the space for people to stay interested in it. Because missing out on a win or hitting a win, either of those makes you want to come and do it again, right? And so, like, I actually think that NFT space is healthier today than I would have expected it to be a few weeks ago. Yeah, I, I feel like it's pretty healthy too. Um, I think the way you're thinking about it is realistic. Uh, when I talk to people on the Bitcoin show, a lot of the experts, uh, so to speak, from the blockchain and and kind of macro, uh, you know, spaces comment on like waiting until the next presidential election basically for us to kind of regain steam. Anyway, I think we're uh we're basically at time. Ladies and gentlemen, we got to dish out this free NFT by Sarah Script, guest artist from the Artist Spotlight series. Clemente, can you help me dish it out, buddy? Yeah, the password for today's free NFT is ego12. E G G O <laughs> One, two, you can go claim that at the nifty.com slash claim. 
EGGO12 Clemente is claiming it right now uh, on screen. So you can see the animation. Not your cheese, not your lettuce. Wow. There you go, Sarah Scripps. Some beautiful calligraphy. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, Sarah has a drop coming this coming Friday uh, in partnership with OpenSea. So pretty cool. We got the description right here. Calligraphy and digital illustration by Sarah Scripps. This artwork is a tongue-in-cheek reference to lyrics from Freaks and Geeks by Childish Gambino and the crypto expression, not your keys, not your coins. Again, check out Sarah's holy script drop with OpenSea on Friday, May May 26th. Uh, Sarah, you're on stage right now. Thank you for partnering with us on this Artist Spotlight free NFT drop. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to see calligraphy on on this show. It's so cool. So thank you so much. Um, and yeah, I was not expecting this phrase to be so apropos, uh, the news of the last week with Ledger, um, but it is. Um, so yeah, thank you so much. And I hope people enjoy it. Absolutely. Well, shout out to Sarah. Make sure you you follow Sarah, ladies and gentlemen, and check out the free NFT. Again, you go to the nifty.com slash claim and the code is EGGO12. That's our show, ladies and gentlemen. We run the show Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 10, 15 a.m. Eastern time each and every week. All things crypto, NFTs, technology, entertainment, gaming, finance, and just about everything else. The show's available on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Watch on YouTube if you want to see our beautiful faces during the show. But anyway, we will be back uh, all week. You know, it's Monday. Let's go really strong into Memorial Day weekend. Thanks for listening, everyone. We will catch you next time. Thank you.